with so many big events going on for me right now, as explained throughout this podcast, I want to take time for reflection yet again. Seems that wrestling community, pro wrestling community has had way too many unfortunate events already in just the six months that 2023 has brought to us so far with so many pro wrestling deaths. And unfortunately, we now have another one as Darren Drozdov, better known as Draws, passed away this last week. I'd like to dedicate this week's episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast to the fallen former pro wrestler. Um, Of course, Draws, his career was cut way too short in 1999 through an unfortunate incident with a match with D'Lo Brown, Um, but still made the most of his life since then doing what he could do um, despite the fact of his paralysis. Um, I never got to meet him, never got to interact with him or anything. And his story is sad, but, you know, he uh, he made the most of it. And unfortunately, we lost him way too soon. So the wrestling world remembers the life and the times of Draws. And this week's episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast is dedicated to him, his life, his family, and his fans. Now on to this week's episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast with guests Coach Luis Cabero and Ramon the Prince Nui. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's time! Are you ready? Let's go! Welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I, once again, am, of course, your host, Johnny Cadillac, and I'm really excited today for today's episode. Uh, Coach Luis Cabero is back in studio with me for another episode after quite a successful debut of uh, your podcast debuting and debut, of course, on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk, which, when I checked, was the most downloaded episode, so it's great to have you back. But you're not here alone today, or not alone as a guest. You've also brought in Ramon the Prince Nui, who is making such a name for himself in uh, such a short amount of time in front of the audience. And I'm so excited to have you both here today. But Coach Luis, how are you doing today? Good, good. So happy to be here. Thanks, thanks again for the invitation. Here with my student Ramon the Prince Nui, my first student to debut as a professional wrestler. 
making his now podcast podcast debut here at the Caddy Shat. Yeah, and, and no pressure or anything, but <laughs> Ramon the Prince Nui, you are making your podcast debut and, of course, your debut on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk. How are you doing today? Man, I, I'm feeling great. You know, this, it was a drive coming out here, but, I mean, this it's exciting, you know, first podcast, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, you know? no, and that's what I always appreciate about you, Coach, is uh, where if I knew anyone else with the same amount of drive – from Junction City to Lincoln, Nebraska, or even guests from Omaha to Lincoln. And I ask them to come on to the podcast. They're like, all right, send me that Zoom link. But And I've given you <laughs> praise on this before when I said, hey, I want you on the podcast. You're like, all right, I'm going to make the two-and-a-half-hour drive up here. And I, I always appreciate that dedication with you. It always sounds better that way, and I'm, I'm glad. And I get to hang out with you in person while I talk instead of just virtually. It's always better in person. So oh, yeah. it's great to have you guys here in studio with me. Thank you. So uh, let's let's get right to it. Well, first of all, um, I guess Coach Elise, of course, we brought you on before. You're the coach, the founder of the JC Pro Wrestling Training Center. Um, how how have things been going with, with your training center since the last time you've been on here? Oh, it's it's going pretty smoothly. Uh, things are working uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, a lot of work, yes. Uh, you know, we have new students. We have Calvin. We have Oak. I think he was already a student uh, during the last one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we have some new students, uh, and they're doing fantastic, you know, good. training hard, learning new tricks every day, you know, getting ready for, you know, to become a pro wrestler and debut, hopefully yeah, soon. Absolutely. No, and I want to give a shout-out to Oak as well um i hadn't had the chance to meet him or anything and the last time i came down to junction city for a uh, tapw event he approached me after the show and he said are you johnny cadillac and i said yes i am and he goes hey just want to say how much i appreciate your podcast and just to hear how much like it wasn't for him it wasn't just i saw coach Luis was on so i listened to your podcast once and you did a good job or i saw eric woodard was on so i listened to it twice and you did a good job but he told me his his active involvement and some of his friends into it. And it was a, it was a really pleasant experience and something I needed at the time. Cause I was kind of at a slump and, uh, and really interacting with a lot of your students that night. Um, uh, many of which I'd already met, you know, Ty, Ty W Jones. Ooh. Um, he has a promising future from what I've been seeing and, uh, just interacting with him and so many others. And, uh, it was so humbling for me as a podcast host and just to see that level of respect they have and just how how nice of individuals they are. Ramon, I've worked with you a few times now, and it's always great working with you. You impress me every single time I see you in the ring. But, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to some of your guys as well because it's from Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast as a whole. It's been much appreciated. So. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they appreciate it immensely. Oak mentioned it quite a few times the last time you uh gave him a shout out i think it was on eric's uh episode i think but yeah he yeah he they're they're appreciated and uh they're, they're they get very excited about it yeah no and it's, I, I i love sharing the love too so uh now we talked when you were on here before we talked about kind of how you what got you to start the jc pro wrestling training center and you just saw you saw people wrestling, and you're like, "Hey, let me train you how to do this and professionally and safe." And you've picked up from there. And uh, how long has your training center been going on now? Again, remind me. Oh, uh, we should be about two and a half years, probably. Yeah. Okay. I'll say, and then that's where I wanted to segue to you, Ramon. Is uh, 
where where did you get the call? Where did you uh, start getting involved with the training center? How were you one of those students that he he found that was wrestling around that he wanted to say, "Let me train you professionally"? Or where did you get your start with them? Yeah, well, uh, so it all started with uh, me and my friends. You know, we uh, we thought it'd be cool to do pro wrestling in the backyard <laughs> on the trampoline, and sure. you know, it's not. Not the best start, but you know, people like famous pro wrestlers in the past have started out that. Oh, way. it's it's ridiculously crazy how many people have just started on a trampoline. So like like more backyard wrestling before backyard wrestling and <laughs> Yes. And so we were back there, we went around the neighborhood passing out flyers and stuff. We uh we did it for like a couple of months, you know, just us. And then we started posting videos. And uh I'm friends with the coach's daughter and she sent me a message saying Look, my dad was a professional wrestler and uh, back in Puerto Rico, and he retired. But, you know, to give him a shout-out, you know, or, like, text him and see, like, if we can, if he can come on over. And uh, I did. I texted Coach Luis, and that's how it all started. He came to our event, our backyard wrestling event we had. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it was it was awesome, you know. There you um, go. Now, was was that always your dream? Did you always have a dream of one day being in the wrestling business in any sort of way yourself? Yeah, I'd say it, it, back when I was like eight years old. You know, I got into pro wrestling with my grandfather okay. and my mom, and they're the biggest supporters I've had this whole entire time. Was that when your fandom started then too? That's oh, one yeah. question I always <laughs> like to ask people when they come on here the first time, and you're kind of. Answering my question before I started asking it, but let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so back then, you know, I, I just started watching wrestling, you know, I got into it, and then I kind of just stopped, you know. Yeah. I want to do baseball. Okay. Uh, be a baseball player for, like, the major leagues. I, I hear Coach Luis has a, a expertise in baseball as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I'd say about 16, uh, 15, 16 years old, you know, that's when we started doing the backyard wrestling, and baseball just kind of started drifting away from me. Okay. So I got more into professional wrestling, and that's where the, it all started from there, you know. So it's been like two and a half years now, you know. It was a, a really big journey, so. <laughs> so we're, uh, I guess, let's talk more about yourself and with your training. I mean, you, you've gotten to, successful to the fact that, you know, as coaches uh, – introduced you at the start of this episode you're his first student to really start wrestling in front of the crowds and everything but where like what did you pick up on right away what did you struggle with at first well tell us more about you specifically with your training at least over the the last couple of years well when i first started out you know i was just about the basics you know how to do pro wrestling and be safe in the ring not just for yourself but for you know your you know in your the ring opponent? with you yeah, yeah. so at first, it was just, you know, trying to figure out, you know, wrestling and how to do it safely and then how to, after we got the basics out of the way, it was more of how to put something together, you know? Sure. It was just about pro wrestling in general, you know? And it's it's been a, it's been a blast, you know? I've, I've had the, you know, the courage, you know? And I know a lot of people get, like, stage fright, you know, in front of a crowd, but, you know, I think I've just was born to be an entertainer so okay this is just my my dream so coach Lisa, kind of share things from your perspective on ramon's journey what do you see from the get-go what are you seeing now where have you seen where he's improved over the last couple of years well, brag about your student yes first first of all uh, he, he's physically uh, talented so he, he's he's athletic um but the the most important thing is yeah. 
that he's been the most consistent student since we started. Right? He's the one that's been in, in training for the longest time. We had other students that started at the same time, but they haven't been as consistent as he has been. Uh, and I think that's that's very important. That's probably the key of why he debuted before others and he's been, you know, doing it, you know, participating on different events and, and being where he's at because of his his work ethic, his consistency, right? Yes, we can teach the the fundamentals of wrestling. We can teach, how, you know, how to put a match together and how to be an entertainer. Um, but if you don't put in the work, what else can I do as a coach? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, where did the conversations with you and kind of management and PAP, uh, TAPW, wow, mixing up my letters here, TAPW, <laughs> Traditional American Pro Wrestling, the conversations between you and them, you came out, you received a well-deserved, beautiful award, as we alluded to last time you were here, and you got to introduce your, your student, Ramon the Prince Nui, make, making his his pro wrestling debut for them a successful one, may I add, and uh, but where where did I mean you have you been in touch with Erica? Has he seen Ramon's progress and said let's bring him up, or did you did you have to pitch Ramon to them? And he said I have one student who I think is ready to get his start here. How how did it come about for Ramon? Yes, um, what Eric contacted me to be part of that first show in Junction City back in November twenty twenty two. Okay, um, and I. Pitched the idea to him that, yes, I had my student that he was ready to make his debut. Because um, I, you know, I was still, yeah, I'm, I'm retired from, from the sport. So, yeah, I, I wanted to be part of the show, but not as a performer. You know? Yeah. So, every, I mean, again, and everything, it's been so good to work with Eric as we... We see things in a very similar way, you know. I every idea that I pitch to him, say, yeah, that's good. And like we are, you know, we can work together very, very good. No, yeah. no disagreement or anything. <laughs> so that's been a blessing. Um, so yeah, when when the idea, when I pitched the idea to him to do that. And have Ramon debut in November uh, last year. Um, we continue to work together from there. Okay, yeah, no, it was like, hey, you're getting your debut, so I'm not training you anymore. You're ready to go. It wasn't anything <laughs> like that. We were like, hey, let's get you ready, and uh, so you're all the more comfortable, Ramon. Let's hear from your perspective. You get, you find out you're about to make your debut in front of this crowd in Junction City, Kansas. First, I'm gonna say you live in Junction City than yourself. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have injunction. <laughs> so, so a lot of people, uh, maybe a lot of familiar faces, but you find out you're going to be performing in front of them all for a a, a little more established of a wrestling organization. What's going on in your mind? You, you feel confident? You feel nervous? Like what? What's going on? Tell tell us your perspective here. So, my debut, right? <laughs> it was it was very exciting. You know, it was an opportunity. For me to uh, you know shine and do what I love, you know. Yeah. So I get the message from Coach. I'm at a festival right now, and it's it's like late October. I get the message for it. He's like Ramon, I got some exciting news for you. And I'm like, Yeah, what's up, Coach? And he was like, uh, 
you're making your debut. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> like, I, I'm going to I'm gonna be in the show in TAPW? He's like, yeah, we're going to get you ready for that. And, you know, it was exciting. And my family was there right next to me. So it was just an awesome experience. And then getting prepared for it was even better, you know, like, because when you're right about to make your debut, it's it's something special. It's something it's going to happen only once yeah. in a lifetime, you know. Sure. So, and especially it's going to be in your hometown of Junction City, Kansas. That's the most exciting part. And all your friends and family are going to be there. But, you know, that's that's all that's great and all. And then once I, you know, got the pin on Ramo and I pinned him fair and square, uh yeah, I, I it was exciting the the energy, the crowd. It was it was great, you know. It was Electrifying! I never felt so alive in my in my life. You Absolutely, know, so. and we'll we'll talk more TAPW here in a minute. And I know you, I heard your voice kind of change a little bit just when you mentioned Ramo's name. <laughs> and trust me, we'll talk about that because I, I know <laughs> the story. You can't get him out of your hair. So like, we'll 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 have some more time to shine on that. But to me, it was just it was so incredible because you know I wasn't familiar with you prior to that show, nor was I familiar with Coach Luis. And, you know, we had Beer City Bruiser there to throw on the, that nasty Brian Blade for his championship at the time. Of course, Brian has won it back now. But um, so we, we had some name recognition there already who's made it kind of in the big time scene uh, with Ring of Honor. And to me, I, I felt like for me, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I've worked with Eric a number of times and uh, and he trusted me to come out as ring announcer. He had the trust in me, but I didn't know what to expect otherwise. I've worked with some of the talent on the show, um, and I've worked with Eric and that, but I've never worked for Eric. And so I I, I find out right away, hey, you're gonna be you're gonna be doing this um read for this award. You're gonna be Coach Luis has earned this award. Here's what kind of what we want you to say and I'm, I start studying it over and I'm like, all right, cool. And just seeing the crowd react to me reading his accolades, I'm like, okay, I may not know who Coach Luis Cabrero is, but everybody here does. And so the crowd's already going nuts for him receiving this. And from what I've gotten to know of you since then, very well-deserved reward that you got. And Thank you. Just seeing, even just seeing how you interacted with the crowd, what you meant to the crowd that night, I knew... And that's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast so fast after that. I'm like, hey, let's let's build from this. Like, get your name even more out there. But then, and you ha- you came out there, you accepted this award, and you said, but I'm here for another reason, and I have one of my students ready to make his debut here tonight. And the crowd loved Ramon just as much as they <laughs> loved you. And like, and I knew oh, a lot of them probably knew Ramon. You know, they're Junction City proud. Ramon comes from Junction City, but then, you know, you also have the chip on your shoulder that you get this proper introduction from your coach and built you up. And uh, I just, the feedback was was great from what I observed as somebody who didn't know either one of you. And I'm like, all right, the crowd's behind this kid in his debut. Let's see how well he does it. And you, uh, I think you lived up to the expectations and you got the victory that night. But um, it was just, it was still... For me, kind of on the outside looking in, it was just incredible to see for ultimately a couple guys who were strangers at the time. So, <laughs> No, that debut was something crazy. That card, I mean, to this day, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Everything worked out perfectly. Uh, the reaction from the people of Junction City, 
the match that he was able to to execute against Ramo, you know, definitely can't ask for a better debut for somebody. Yeah. So, Ramon, how how was it for you? Like just seeing how well you were loved by the crowd, ultimately in making your debut, let alone getting the victory, but just seeing that reaction you received. What was that like for you, getting ready for that? You, <laughs> it was awesome. You know, is the the crowd energy. You know, like. At least going out there, you know, when Coach Luis, he, uh, he, when he, like, introduced me to the ring, it was already nuts, you know, before with yeah. the, the ceremony he had. And mm-hmm. then just him, like, calling my name, you know, and then it went even more crazy. So, I mean, it was it was definitely a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and experience. And then when I won the match, when I got, the, you know, the one, two, three count, and it was... Man, the crowd just went. Yeah, just as I much. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yes, it was, it was awesome. It, oh my goodness! If you did anything to hurt Ramon the Prince Nui <laughs> on his debut after being recognized by his coach, who was just recognized in himself, like oh man, <laughs> somebody would have been committing a crime. <laughs> like <laughs> the crowd would have been ready to fight. But uh, it was like, so you, you did. You had a successful debut, and uh, it was just. Yeah, it was so cool to be a part of. But now, were you? Had you gone to TAPW events before this, just as a fan? Then this was actually my first show. Okay, for so first TAPW. show all, to, all together, huh? Yeah, I, I I used to go to like you know indie shows just to watch, you know, like take notes and that kind of stuff, just to get prepared for what I'm walking myself into. But you know, I, that was a couple in Salina, and then a couple here and there in St. Louis. That was my first TAPW show, just. Ever, you know, so that was pretty cool and yeah. exciting. So kind of as a fan getting ready for this moment, then we're like, who are some of the wrestlers that you've always liked over the years, just like in, in watching in, in your fandom? Like like indie, sh- like indie or like pro wrestling? Yes. Either one. Both. Right. Whatever. So. Name me some names. I just want to hear them. <laughs> I'll go with indie first, you know. Okay. I I've always looked up to Kuda. You know, my next opponent coming up, the Voodoo Witch, Doctor Kuda. He's he's always been a, you know, in my head. You know, like wow, this he really he really is something. You know, he's special. He has special talent. And then Leo D in Salina, Kansas. You know, I've had I've looked up to him too. And for pro wrestling, I gotta go with. Ooh, it's it's a tough one. You know, I've I've really two good ones I look up to. One is Seth freaking Rollins. You know? Okay. And but the other one uh, has to do with uh, Finn Balor, the demon. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always great. I've been watching it ever since 2016, you know, since since now. So it's always been a cool experience to watch these guys and their talent. So Yeah, no, and they're, they're both very talented competitors. So, um, cool. Yeah, I, I always like to gather as much information, not only for myself, but the listeners, too, and and see interest in every which way. So... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, so Ramon, let's start with you um, at this point. You, how many how many matches have you had in front of uh, in front of crowds at, at up to this point? I have had three matches. Okay, and I know, and I mentioned it on a previous episode. And you, you've you've now done two matches with TAPW, and then one man that you've met through TAPW, you got in the ring with for a, a di- different venue in MWA, and you took on Mister Fitness too as part of the one was it mi- one million dollar or one thousand dollar whatever Mister yeah. Fitness two challenge, and uh, what. I, I don't know. You came a little short. You didn't get a whole lot richer from that match, but like, just what was it for you in that moment, being in the ring with Mister Fitness too? Even though you know you have a goal in mind, you want to win a match, you want to win a whole slump of money, and uh, but ultimately you earned his respect. You earned respect of a lot of the crowd there that night, especially that was in Lincoln, Nebraska. So a brand new crowd that wasn't familiar with you at all. You did not have your coach to introduce you. But uh, what what that night mean to you? I mean, uh, that night against Mister Fitness too. It was it was it was a pretty good you know match. I'd say. I mean, I it was kind of he had he had the advantage a little bit. You know, he's a he's a bigger than me. You know, yep. stronger that stuff. But you know, I, I held my ground, and you know, I, I almost had it. I I was going for my Flying Kingdom moonsault, and I just took I. Made a rookie mistake and I took too long and that's what cost me the match. But I mean, other than that, I'd say I, I had pretty successful match. You know, always great to learn with some new guys and experience that with Mister Fitness too. Yeah. And I just can't wait to the next time I meet. You know. Yeah. So. Well, and it sounds like you learn from your mistakes. I mean, at least you're able to on here pinpoint where you went wrong and what you can learn going into next time. So then ultimately, hopefully that that uh gets brought forward to if a, another situation comes like this where you can you can prove that you learned from it and uh we'll see where it goes from there. Coach Luis, you were there that night as well. You were in the crowd that night. I mean you refereed a match earlier in the night and then you get to see uh Ramon against Mr. Fitness too. What was what was that like for you? Oh pretty good. I mean like he said it was a good match. Uh he, he went in with a little bit of a disadvantage in, in size and weight and experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, he did pretty good. We'll, we'll overcome the, the experience factor in a little bit with, you know, with more exposure and more, yeah. more matches. And <laughs> well, and speaking of more exposure and more matches this Saturday, TAPW is back with the freedom brawl event, a huge event. I'm so excited to be my third show working with TAPW. And I mean, I just, I love that environment down there. Those people listening to this who uh, are familiar with me in a MWA Lincoln scene, I'm a completely different Johnny Cadillac down there, and people don't hate me as much. So that's always nice too. Um, but it's it's so it's so humbling. It's so great to be a part of those events. And uh, somebody a little, um, well, I was gonna say. So you've you've worked with Ramo 
in your debut, and then you uh, you had a match against oh man, oh David Payne. I was like, I knew I knew the name. You had a match against him. He came a little short on that. There's some underhanded tactics there, and uh, but now you're going against somebody. You talked about the size advantage Mister Fitness Two had, but the size is definitely not your advantage in your upcoming match with Kuda, the Voodoo Witch Doctor. You know, we're we're just a few days away at this point. Where where's your head at? You are you uh, ready for this challenge? What's going on? Uh yeah. Uh so I know I've had a lot of experience with Raymo and not being the the best like size you know, advantage, you know, mm-hmm. and being stronger, but you know, I've been working with Coach Luis and it's it's been an honor, you know, to work with him and have him train me for just an opportunity for me to be in the ring with someone like that size and that experience is it's awesome. It's uh, an amazing feeling, and I'm just getting ready. You know, preparing myself, going to the gym, training Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at the training center, and you know, coach has got me in there learning new moves and techniques in the ring that you guys will have to find out when you go to the event on July seventh, July eighth. Yeah, <laughs> July eighth. <laughs> uh, and it'll, it's going to be. It's going to be a match, you know, against the Voodoo Witch, Dr. Kuda. You know, like I said before, I looked up to that guy, and it's just going to be an honor facing him in the ring. You know, I'm standing up right now, but if I was sitting, I'd be on the edge of my seat. Like, you said, uh, we'll all have to see what you have up your sleeve that you haven't shown yet. No, man, consider me interested, and I can't wait to see that match because I know you have a size disadvantage for sure, but you're clearly showing that you're not letting that bother you. Um, So it's... uh, it's going to be a huge event, a huge night for you. I can't wait. But we got to address oh, yeah. one other elephant in the room a little bit. Um, for those people who've been following what's been going on at the TAPW headquarters, you know, you had an ma- interview with Ty W. Jones, and you're getting ready for your match, and you're attacked. Like Ramos, still he's holding. He doesn't like the fact that he lost your debut match, and he's holding that over your head continuously. Uh, TAPW has placed a sixty-day suspension on him, but is I mean, where's your head at? You have a big match against a big opponent, but I'm sure Ramos still in the back of your mind somewhere. Are you going to be able to overcome what you've been thinking to focus on your opponent? What's going on here? Ah, uh, wow, that's uh. I know, a little bit loaded of a question, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I was I had an interview with Ty W. Jones, you know, we are just talking about the match coming up against the Voodoo Witch, Dr. Kuda, and then I get attacked from behind from Raymo. Now, as you know, we've had some past experience, you know, with my debut match, and then him bringing in David Payne, his monster, but, you know, I I can't control what he does. I can't let that get to me. I have to worry about what's going to happen next for me, you know, like my future. And I think, you know, people like Raymo just got to, you know, it's their, that's their way of staying inside the, in the business, you know. So he's just kind of frustrated that I'm getting more of a opportunity, I'd say, yeah, sure. at being something more, you know. So, I mean, uh, not much to say about that other than I got to move forward. I let coach handle business like he does, you know, and just got to worry about Kuda. Okay, that that good attitude to have um, because Kuda is not an easy feat by any means. You, you have to have a clear head on your shoulder. I want to put in a disclaimer for those people listening to this podcast. We are, we are in a secured location for this podcast. We have security all over the place. So where you 
thought you were safe with Ty W. Jones when you did that interview. You are certainly safe here. Um, we have door codes and arm men and everything around, so you you're safe here. No no worries about hey, getting attacked. Let him arrive. We we, <laughs> okay. we have something for him. Okay. Well, and Luis, I want to talk to you next because I've seen you talk to Ty W. Jones, and you seem pretty upset. Yes, definitely. I was upset. You know, Raymond doesn't. I mean, still still bitter because my student Ramon pinned him on his debut match. You know, against all odds. Fair and square in the middle of the ring, and he's still bitter about it. Um, so yeah, he 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 arrived to the TAPW studios during Ramon's interview with without an appointment and attacked him. Uh, he, he's he's lucky I wasn't there. Uh, and, and like I said on my interview with Ty, I mean, I, I am glad he got a sixty day suspension, and that will allow me to cool cool down a little bit because wherever I see him, we're gonna fight. Doesn't matter where we at. It could be at the next event. It could be uh, at a hotel lobby, and I don't care. We'll see, right? Because if you mess with my students, if you mess with my people, I, I'll have to uh, react to that. Okay, and you said, young, you're glad he is serving his suspension. Uh, we have a big event this Saturday. Ramon the Prince knew he has a big match. I'm assuming. You're going to be there too, right? You're going to be on the lookout just to make sure everything's okay? Yes, yes. As part of TAPW, you know, being involved uh, with everything. And I'm always, wherever my students are, I'll, I'll, I've been there so far consistently. And, um, and I try to be there as much as I can. Yeah, Rainbow just happened to find the one time you weren't there. Then. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Now... Big event this uh, this Saturday for sure. Um, huge card that night. Of course, we're crowning the first ever TAPW welterweight champion as captivating Alan Lyric will take on timeless Tabor Miller. Should be an outstanding match. Really excited. Ramon, I've seen from you specifically, you have a big match, but it seems like you kind of have another goal in mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coach Luis Cabero's retired. Um, you seem to love giving back to the wrestling business by training your students and getting them in, in the exposure. And it seems like you're content in life otherwise, but it seems like your students have another goal in mind for oh. you. <laughs> this is a freedom brawl on July 8th, and one of the headlining things for this event is the Battle Royal to determine, crown the first... Uh, it should be inaugural Blade Braxton Memorial Cup. And your students have seemed to express interest in wanting to see their coach come out of retirement for said Battle Royal. I'm going to give it to each of you guys, maybe Ramon first, because you, you were quite active in that video. Uh, go ahead and elaborate on here if you don't mind. Let's yeah. talk about your coach. I mean, it'd be awesome to see Coach Luis in the in the ring, you know, at He's trained me like the last two and a half years for, you know, pro wrestling. And it would be awesome to have an experience to see my coach be in the ring, you know. I could not think of a better guy to win this thing than Coach Luis, you know. But, you know, <laughs> he's, he's in the shakes about it. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing him there, you know. We'll, we'll try our best to get him in there. But no guarantees. <laughs> All right, Coach, are you, uh, are you hard-headed? Are you humble? What, what's going on in your oh, mind right man. now? I don't know. They've been bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a battle royale, you know, 20 men enter, only one will be standing at the end. Um, Got to get eliminated over the top rope. 
it's it's not an easy feat, you know. And um, I've been out for uh, so long, and you know, not training at the you know the you know at the level that you would need to sure. become part of that. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let the crowd know this right now. Johnny Cadillac will not be entering the <laughs> Braxton Memorial Bell Royal. Um, there's only 20 spots available. I want to shine the spotlight on everyone else. So for those people who itch every once in a while saying Johnny Cadillac needs to get in the ring. I haven't had quite enough training yet either. So so if anybody was expecting that, sorry to let you all down, but I can 100% <laughs> say that I will not be entering that. There's going to be a more deserving person winning that cup that night than myself. So, um, But, Coach, I mean, you have been retired for a few years, and it seems like you've had a passion for sharing your expertise with your students to get to the point where Ramon the Prince Nui has made a his debut has had a couple matches under his belt, even has a big victory under his belt in that said debut, and hopefully gets a victory for his sake, hopefully gets a victory this Saturday too. And I can see it in your eyes. I can see it every time I interact with you, just how, how much that means to you as a coach. And it seems like you're you're comfortable, but do you ever get that itch to try to get back in the ring yourself? Like, <laughs> I mean, you go to a number of events, and you know you you at least at one point could do what – what you're seeing, and I, I bet a lot of people out there think you probably still have a little left in the tank that you could still do it all over again. But what what's your mindset just in general with with yourself? Yeah, man, I I don't even know how to explain it. Um, it's it's tough, you know. To to compete, you have to be at a certain level of of physical conditioning. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love the sport. I love to fight. Uh, I'm always ready to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've always been there, you know, for my student when he, when, when they need me, um, for training and, and to, you know, uh, like past couple instances with, with Raymond, the last few cards, um, <coughs> that I, you know, had to get in there and, and do something about what he was doing. Um, but to compete, to actually compete and, and get in the ring, it's something else, you know, and, uh, I, yes, I, I think about it, I, but I am not a hundred percent sure if, if I am ready or able to, you know, come back as a regular, uh, performer. Okay. Yeah, no, and that, and that's the thing. Again, let's talk about Ramo a little more because you're ready for him anytime. I I see you looking out the windows here, maybe not trusting the security here quite a bit. I understand that because you have to, and you know better than anybody in this room, you have to have the eyes in the back of your head in the wrestling situation. And I'm sure Ramo has seen what you said to Ty W. Jones. And uh, so he, he knows that by him attacking Ramon the Prince Nui, that he has a little bit of a target on his back if he shows up anywhere, not just from Ramon, but yourself. But you've said you're ready to fight him. Fighting and wrestling are two different things. And, I mean, yeah, you you have the confidence and you have the vengeance in your eyes that you're ready if there's an altercation, that you're ready to step in. You've shown up before. You've, you've had Ramon the Prince Nui's back. But, yeah, that's not saying... Getting in the ring—that's just taking care of his adversary, especially when he's going to do a, such a cheap, a cheap shot 
or vengeance, but yeah, two different things. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it requires a lot more training. Uh, I don't need a lot of training to face Raymo, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him two inches shorter whenever I find him. <laughs> All right. I mean, again, confidence, and then and but again, there's also vengeance there too. You're looking out for your friends. You're looking out for your students, and I think that also goes a long way. Yeah. So, uh, Ramon, any any other thoughts on all this? Like, I mean, July eighth is big for you. You have a big uh, match. You want your co- to see your coach again. Any other thoughts you want to share on that? Uh, I mean, I got a big match, you know, uh, against the Voodoo Witch Doctor Kuda. You know, I'll be preparing myself for that match, and as I'll, you should. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Coach will work hard with me. Uh, work hard with me, you know. So, uh, and I'll try my best to, you know influence him into being in the battle royale we'll try our best you know but uh like i said before no guarantees um but i know it's it's gonna be a great show i can't wait for it i uh, can't wait to see all the fans the lovely people at junction city there my family my friends supporters and just to see it all come together it's gonna be a blessing you know so absolutely now are you are you thinking about I feel like to get in the wrestling business, you need to have a set of goals. And right now, you you there's you still in a lot of ways. I'm not putting the pinpointing you specifically, but a lot of ways people can't get past your debut yet. Ramo in particular, he's not ready to be done with Ramon the Prince Nui. He's not accepting the fact that he's had one match with you and it was a loss. His suspension's going to end. You seem ready. You know this. Like, you know that he's lurking. You're focusing on Kuda, the voodoo witch doctor, as you should. But you know somewhere down the road you might have to deal with Raymo again. 60 days is only 60 days. What's to happen day 61 if he chooses to wait out his whole suspension in the first place? With that said, there's a lot of great championships in TAPW. Are you thinking... Do you, where where are your goals at, kind of as a wrestler? I'm assuming you want to see some championship gold around your waist at some point, but talk about yourself some more. Like, where are your goals at in the business right now? That's a great question. Well, my future goals for being a professional wrestler is to definitely, like, make... So I already made my debut against Raymo, and I won my first match, which is, you know, objectives... And uh, that stuff. But my future is to be a champion, you know, whether it's Walter Way in TAPW or like WWE World, like light, light heavyweight champion and cruiserweight champion or something like that along those lines. And that's just a goal I have in mind since I was little. And I will I always like look up to that goal and I will never let it down. But right now in TAPW, I want to travel. I want to make my presence known here in TAPW. And I know that TAPW has a general goal behind the company, too, that where we have great shows in Junction City, Kansas, they don't want to just limit themselves to Junction City, Kansas. So you you have a huge gateway there. You've already also wrestled in Lincoln, Nebraska for MWA. So you're getting your name out there a little more. And, you know, we we talked uh, before the show on, well, before we started recording, and I even told you, you know, you kind of told me your story a little bit then, and I said, well, yeah, like when you were on the trampoline way back when, you know, I, I didn't necessarily think 
that your goals at that time, what were you doing on the trampoline? You were wanting to get involved. Were you on the trampoline to say, you know, I'm going to do this training right now, so one day I'm going to be a star in local wrestling. I, I hoped you kind of, you know, sometimes people are content with just where they're at, and it seems like you're you're comfortable and you're liking what you're doing. But it's good to hear you have bigger goals outside of that too, and uh, something something to work for. Always always striving to learn, always striving to impress. So and build. Thank you. <laughs> so I mean, coach, what do, what do you uh, what do you see? Do you see bigger things in your in your students' future here? Oh yeah, he has the ability. He has the everything he needs to succeed uh, beyond TAPW and beyond just you know. Our, our local scene um we're working towards it we're gaining experience learning new tricks and hopefully in the near future we can start looking into you know getting our name out there and maybe some tryouts on bigger stages and yeah we'll see what happens like uh, the sky's the limit always take the next step up and do bigger and better things you know i had somebody reach out to me even just yesterday and said, hey, if, if WWE offers you a job tomorrow, what do you do? And I said, I'm going to say yes in a heartbeat. Like, yes. <laughs> I'll leave everything behind. I yeah. love what I do right now. But if I have the juggernaut of all of wrestling saying, hey, we're interested in you and what you're doing. I love what I'm doing. But, of course, I'm going to strive to get even bigger and better. And I'm, I'm glad that it's, seeming that it's uh, likewise for you guys in that kind of reflection. So, but now, I mean, you, you did mention, you said the uh, the welterweight championship, that it's a big deal for TAPW. Junction City hasn't seen a welterweight champion in, like, over 100 years now. And have you had your eyes at all on on Captivating Alan Lyric or Tabor, ta Timeless Tabor Miller? I'm getting a stumbling over my words but have you have you been seeing what they have to offer you know they're they're focused on each other you have a match that you should be focusing on but are you are you looking outside your current picture and seeing the bigger picture in tapw yeah it's always in my mind you know uh whether it's in the back or like being like a champion you know so the walter weight it's it's been around for a long time, but it's now coming back. So being a like a champion in general is going to be such a great experience. And I know they're such athletic guys, and they're like they're talent. You know, they're it's it's one one in a generation kind of talent, and it's just so interesting to watch. And it'll be even more interesting to be in the ring with them. And it's it's going to be a good match between those two. I can't wait to see that. But I got to worry about Kuda, the Voodoo Witch Doctor, and then after that, who knows what happens. Well, in a situation like that, that'll be such a more interesting look at anyway, because right now you're getting yourself more familiar with facing these men who are a lot bigger than you are. You're not competing for a championship. You're looking to make a name for yourself out there. You have a target on your back, and it seems to be building all the more. Ramos seeming to kind of put obstacles in your path you've you've had to work with david payne and now you have kuda who's you know big man himself but then yeah at least in the championship setting you're gonna have somebody more closer to your size and you'll be able to adjust i think i think the transition will come quite nicely though for you yeah we're we're, we're ready to fight opponent opponents closer to his size <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't backed out of any challenge 
you know, we'll, we'll always be ready to fight anybody, anywhere, any place. Uh, but yeah, definitely um, ready to face opponents of his size and, and hopefully in the near future challenge for the welterweight title. Okay, there you go. Now, Coach, I want to talk to you specifically, again, more about your school and the students you work with right now. Um, do you see are your students of all different sizes themselves? Are they about, like, where? where's kind of the weight range amongst your students right now? And do you, uh, when you have them training on different things, you have them training with everyone or somebody closer to their size? Like, fill us in a little bit if you don't mind. Oh, we mix it up a little bit. We'll have... Uh Probably the average weight is anywhere from 200 to 220. Okay. Um, obviously, we have Ramon, who's a little, a little bit smaller. smaller. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the average a little bit down. <laughs> um, but so I try to mix it up. You know, yes, if you're close in size, I'll have you do certain things, but we have to mix it up and assign different partners you know, training partners to different things, right? We need to also learn how to do a match with somebody that's bigger or smaller, you know. So there, there are different things, and we mix it up in training. Okay. How many students do you have that are active with your uh, your program right now as we speak? Well, about anywhere from 8 to 10. Okay. I mean, some, some are not uh, active completely okay. because they're, they're in – they're in the army, they're training, or they're they working, and it the work sure you know conflicts a little bit with uh, some of our practices. But yes, anywhere from eight to ten at the moment. We're we're also very selective. Yeah, so you, you mentioned that yeah. when you were here before. But go ahead. No, uh, we 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 go through a tryout um, before we accept new students. Yeah, so. you got to see not only who's hungry enough, but who's going to stay committed. Yes. So. So absolutely. So, coach, let's let's talk just with your training with your students a little more. Uh, you ha you have that group there. Now, do you you try your best as a coach to? First of all, do you have any other coaches? Or are you really the only coach with your students there? I am the only one so far. Okay. <laughs> we hopefully in the future we'll we'll get the most advanced students to help out with the the new guys that come in. Yeah, and I, I've seen from some of your students that like where they're wanting to learn for themselves too, but if they could share little things with each other, they seem to not be afraid to do so. But do you, as a coach, especially being the only coach there with you know eight to ten students, do you, do you get a lot of opportunity to focus on each one of them individually and say, hey? This is what you yourself like to student A. This is what you're good at. This is where I want you to work on. This is how we can get you to work on said that. Do you get many opportunities to give each of your students an individual spotlight in their training so where you want to kind of have an overall picture for your group of students, but do you get a lot of ability, not ability, but a lot of time to sit down with each of them individually as well? Yes, we definitely try to think what does the this particular to student needs um and i can see it i can see it yeah. based on, on on my experience so if hey you need to lose some weight or you need to gain weight there are students that definitely need to gain weight yeah so i try to you know tell them constantly hey are you working on this or if you need to lose weight what are you doing let me send me pictures of your diet uh are you getting enough protein are you working out so yes, definitely 
I can I can see it, I can pinpoint it and, and guide them in the right direction. It's they have to put in the work as as usual. Yeah. Well and that's <laughs> but, that's what I love about this too, and, and those people it sometimes it's just you think of wrestling and you think of wrestlers in general and you just think of their abilities in the ring. But you know just as well as I do and hopefully many others, there's far more to it than just that. Just they can have the most athletic moves and do some of the biggest spots, but you know, it's still telling that story and that's in and out of the ring and just we're improvement and I'm glad you mentioned that. So you can do all this chain wrestling all you want, but where are you at physically? Like are you going to get winded? Can you stay active and breathe right for an entire match? And, you know, it's, it's a huge process. How are you on the microphone? There's a lot yes. more than just the in-ring work. So Yes, definitely. And we focus on every aspect of, of the the business. Not only, yes, are you physically fit to be a pro wrestler? Okay. Um, and then the fundamentals of pro wrestling, make, making sure you're safe, knowing the basics. And then we learn some moves. Obviously, it changes depending on the abilities of each student, right? Some students can't do a 450 splash. Ramon can. Yeah. <laughs> so Ramon <laughs> practices that. And then other students will, will have something different for them based on, on, on their size and their abilities. Um, the fundamentals, everybody has to do that. Basics, everybody has to master those, yes. But there are other things that will um, change depending on the students. But we definitely work every single aspect. And from what are you planning on wearing? Like, what's your attire? Oh, so you you have to awesome. look professional. Like, yeah. I don't want you to wear jeans and a you know a tennis shoes and, and a t-shirt. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> well, so, yeah, what, what, you you don't want them to be the average looking somebody just wanting to get involved. Like you. It is, I think it's very vital in everything because sometimes, and a lot of like independent wrestling in particular, a lot of them can get a bad name, a bad rep, just because those audience members watching and they see so many people enter that ring and they can ask themselves, I'm seeing this individual. What sets them different from me? And if they can't name anything, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Like they see them coming in in their street clothes. They're like, I have a pair of jean shorts. I have a generic T-shirt. Yeah. I have a T-shirt of even like some band. So it, it's really, I mean, buy, simple as buying gear and everything, it still goes a long way. Yes, and also how you speak. Because you have your, your visual image, right? How you look when you come out of of the the stage, right? How do you, how, when you walk into the ring, what do, do people see? Uh, do you look professional? Do you look, you know, at least in a little bit of shape, good shape. Yeah. Um, and then how you speak, we also practice promos and interviews and we, we definitely work on every possible aspect that we can think of Absolutely. to become a better professional wrestler. And that's what I love about like TAPW in general and again, Eric Woodard has been on the podcast where he he has visions and goals. He likes putting on the local shows, but he wants to expand upon that. He's trying to get some sort of TV deal, He's wanting to travel, and what he wants to say. Like you know, in a lot of ways, the third thought you have WWE, you have AEW, 
And what's the difference between that and like TAPW? And he's trying to eliminate that gap. And I love what I'm seeing. And so, and you have the same respect, it seems like. So if you're going to bring a student to that level, they have to have that same mentality, it sounds like. Yes, yes. I got to instill that into them since the very beginning. You cannot go out there uh, thinking that, yeah, I can do an average job. No, no, no. You You have to give... A hundred percent, and you have to be professional in every single aspect from your abilities in the ring to the way you talk to the way you look. Yes, <laughs> professional a hundred percent, or or we don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Why, why waste a student's time? Why waste your own time? Ramon, you've been in the ring, you've been in front of audiences now, but it's still, I think you have the right mentality. It's still a train. You are not, you aren't headlining wrestlemania yet by any means there's still a a long road ahead of you to get to that point so you're respecting that and the fact that there's still much room for improvement where has your training with coach Luis changed since you started to get that spotlight i guess there's actual matches under your belt now where you can reflect on those coach sees those matches he can reflect on it too pinpoint what you did what you look good in the match what you need to work on have you seen your personal training with Coach Luis and the JC Pro Wrestling Training Center? Has have you seen that change since you've had your debut? So, not really much has changed. Like, I I I made my professional wrestling debut, you know, uh, and uh, I am in the training center where I have been for the last two and a half years. But it's the same thing. Like, I have to get. I have to get everything right and train hard each day I'm at the training center. I I do view my my like films and clips and that stuff to make sure I'm on the right page of what I have to fix for next time. But it's more of being consistent. If you're consistent with the training and all that other stuff, then you're going to have a good impact in your professional wrestling career. It's not about how it's it's about putting it all together and being a professional wrestler and just taking that all in and then doing your best with it. So. Absolutely. Well, Ramon, it's been it's been great for me. I've known you for a short amount of time, but I'm able to see the progress. I've been sharing any of these videos I've been seeing coming out of the uh, TAPW studios and these these uh, promos that are going on because, oh my gosh. TAPW as a whole, I'm so excited to see the, the work going into it, especially with what the two of you guys are doing, because where people are used to seeing names like Brian Blade there, and they're used to seeing Brian Blade headline events, or when Beer City Bruiser came up, James Storm, but you're showing showing anyone, especially like listenership of this podcast, where there's, you know, the people of Junction City who might be listening, but then you have people in Lincoln, Nebraska who know me from here. You have people from the Jericho crews I interact with uh, all the time through there. Like, the reach you're getting is a lot more, and you're recognizing that where, hey, let's get these people who may not be familiar with me familiar. So it's, uh, it's I'm loving giving you guys this platform and just seeing the progress, Ramon, you've made. And uh, to me, and that's what I'm trying to allude to, is seeing the work with these promos because I'm loving the story that's being told in all this. And I, when I, if I share a video 
I'm going to hype it up. And that's not just because I want more eyeballs on the product, but I'm not going to share it if I didn't believe in it already. And I'm loving you guys are taking the spotlight of what you're doing and shining it even brighter in the overall TAPW, very bright TAPW that it is. And you're saying, hey, we know you have your eyes set on, say, you know, the Blade Braxton Memorial Battle Royal. We know you have your eyes set on Timeless Tabor Miller and Alan Lyric competing for the first ever or the you know, return of the welterweight champion, the first ever T American welterweight championship. But let's show you why you need to be invested on everything else, and you're delivering. And it's been so cool to see, so I want to give you props there. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. I, we, we work hard on everything we do, and we want the people to enjoy it, right? It's, it's, it's about emotions. It's about um, entertaining the fans um, and also about fighting, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're definitely uh, happy to work with TAPW, uh, to work with Eric, um, and we're happy to perform for the people of Junction City and the surrounding areas for Rally, and we can't wait to bring TAPW to Nebraska also. So definitely putting uh, our heart into it. Absolutely. Ramon, any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? Uh, uh, thank you so much for being on my first podcast. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's, it's been a really great experience. I'm looking forward to my next ones, and I just can't wait for what the future holds for TAPW. All right. And you, John Cadillac. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's fun for me, and I, I like getting to know my guests all the better by bringing them onto this platform, letting your stock grow, getting your exposure more out there where I can help. But then I'm I'm a fan in this, too. Yes, I might be involved with TAPW shows, and I'm the man behind the microphone, but just like I like to tell people with my ring announcing in general, where I've had people come up to me where they think they're entitled or need to know whether they are or not, and they say, who's going to win this match? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to know. I want to be a fan with everyone else and and watch for myself. And I, I encourage, you know, whether you're a DJ or whatever else, to just do the same and be ready for either which way if it involves your job. But be a fan because it's, it's a great product. So... <laughs> So, um, Coach Luis, I know I've given you opportunity before, but one more time, any other plugs or shout-outs or sponsors or anything you would like to shine a light on before Ooh, we close man, here? And everyone, uh, all the people of Junction City, people of Kansas, my students at the uh, Junction City Pro Wrestling Training Center, uh, our SMMA family there in Junction City also for allowing us to do the uh, the practice, you know, practice there at, the, uh, at their place. Uh, the, the city of Junction City for working with us to be able to put on uh, the event there at the Junction City Municipal Building. Uh, city Commissioner Matthew B., my friend. Uh, also the City Manager, uh, Mr. Alan Denko. Um, man, a lot, all right. yeah. yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, our sponsors for uh, this, this upcoming event. Um, man, we have a, a bunch of them. I'm not going to mention them now. Okay. <laughs> uh, we love them. Thank you for the support. And uh, we we can't wait to see you guys there this next Saturday, July 8th, 
at TAPW Freedom Brawl. And I will say this too, where you know, coming off of a very successful podcast, you, where you made your podcast debut, it was actually your idea. You knew you were welcome back, but you said, I want to come back, and I want to come with Ramon the Prince Nui, and I was very accepting. I've liked what I've seen from Ramon so far, so I thank you for uh, you know, for bringing him in, giving him that exposure, giving the audience a chance to you know hear more of his story. So it's been great for me to have you both on here today. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. It's thank been you. a pleasure. Absolutely. This has been another episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast here with Coach Luis Cabero and Ramon the Prince Nui. I'm your host, Johnny Cadillac. Don't forget to check out MWA Pro Wrestling this Friday, July 7th for a big event. And, of course, TAPW, the Freedom Brawl on Saturday, July 8th, another big event. I highly recommend them both. But until next time, we will see you then. Have a great day, everyone.